Pro fans all over the world, we welcome you to the Pro Fan Arena where prolific sports fandom, a desire for wisdom in life and work, for the purpose of glorifying God through our gifts and talents, all rumble together. Thank you for joining us. Now introducing your starting lineup. Standing five feet nine from the University of Take Responsibility, playing the position of Chief Encourager, your host, the founder of Pro Fan League, the Pro Fan, Bradley Gibbs! What a day. What a weekend in sports. Let's get it, y'all. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Jesus Christ is alive. He has conquered sin and death. That makes this a great day. Now, lace up your K-Swiss classics and let's talk sports. Welcome to the Pro Fan League Arena. My name is Brad Gibbs, the founder of Pro Fan League, and I am thrilled to be with you today. What a weekend we're coming off of in the world of sports. The city of Los Angeles was at the center of so many stories this weekend. It was pretty remarkable. Los Angeles Football Club played in the MLS Cup this weekend against the Columbus Crew. They were defeated by the Columbus Crew. The Los Angeles Rams lost an absolute thriller to the Baltimore Ravens on a walk-off punt return in overtime. The Dodgers managed to sign Show Me The Money Hey Otani to a $700 million package. And the Lakers won the inaugural NBA Cup in Las Vegas. That's just a small taste of the sports excitement. The Army-Navy game was played on Saturday in New England, which featured Bill Belichick in the pregame show pulling out this throwback Navy helmet from his childhood. Awesome. It was a strange weekend in the NFL. The New England Patriots won on Thursday night. The Bears beat the Lions. The Giants win over Green Bay last night with Tommy DeVito. Joe Flacco wins. The Vikings beat the Raiders 3 to nothing in an absolute snooze fest. That might have been the sleepiest thing to happen in Las Vegas in the last hundred years. And then the Titans go into Miami and beat the Dolphins. This sports weekend unexpectedly turned in to an absolute cornucopia of sports excitement and headlines. And I'm excited to sit here and get to talk with you about it today. About the K-Swiss Classic shoe, briefly, I was researching what shoe I wanted to, to work with today on the show. 
And I noticed that the K-Swiss Classics are now being marketed as a pickleball shoe. Let me tell you, when they were popular back in the day when I was in high school, 2006, holler at you, Everett High School, 2006, people weren't wearing K-Swiss Classics because of pickleball, I'll tell you that much, but marketing geniuses at K-Swiss, now the K-Swiss Classic is a pickleball shoe. I just thought that was interesting. In the pro fan league world where we are sports fans, we are also fans of business. I thought that was a little interesting marketing wrinkle. When I think pickleball, I don't think K-Swiss sneakers, but now I do. All right. Well done, everybody over there at K-Swiss. The NFL this weekend had so much weirdness to it. It's what makes the league compelling. We're into December football. Teams trying to land playoff spots. The game's feeling consequential. Now, in a short season like the NFL has, every game is consequential. But now we're getting to the back end of the schedule. Teams need to win. The Buffalo Bills needed to win on Sunday. Their playoff hopes are hanging by a thread. And Kadarius Toney helped them. When Kadarius Toney was drafted out of Florida by the New York Giants, he was given the nickname the Human Joystick. Well, he needs to make sure that his speed stays on side when the ball is hiked. I know that Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid were furious that he got called for an offside penalty on what would have been a legendary end to that Kansas City Chiefs-Bills game with the Travis Kelsey lateral to Tony. But Kadarius Tony was so blatantly offside that the Chiefs cannot do anything but look in the mirror and take responsibility for their own inability to win that football game. One of the pro-fan league core ethics take responsibility well let's line up on side it wasn't even close the referees had to make that call and it's unfortunate because the fans were robbed of a tremendous ending wouldn't it be something if joe flacco takes the cleveland browns to the super bowl is that in the realm of possibility here The Cleveland Browns have an amazing defense. One of the NFL's best defenses. They have lost their quarterback. They lost Nick Chubb. Miles Garrett's dinged up. And still, they're finding ways to win. The Chicago Bears looked very spunky against the Detroit Lions this past weekend. Is that Bears fan base starting to be pumped with undue excitement? Or, with time, can Justin Fields turn into a franchise quarterback 
with a talented team around him? I think the answer is yes, and I think the Bears need to find a way to get Marvin Harrison Jr. on the team. Give the man some help. And some more offensive line help. They've got a lot of draft capital. Thanks to the Carolina Panthers, who do not have a lot of draft capital. All that to say, this weekend in the NFL was full of storylines. There's now questions. Tommy DeVito in New York. His agent and his dad were in the stands last night. His agent looking like a guy working for the mob. Is Tommy DeVito represented by the mob? I'm just playing. That's a joke. That is a joke. But that fedora, old school gangster. The Patriots pulling off a victory. Amazing. The NFL, you just don't know. And then it comes out, you know, Tyree Kill gets hurt last night early in the Dolphins-Titans game. And then shares that he got back out there because his wife told him to get back out there on the field. Wives have power. They sure do. They can inspire in ways few others can. Tyree Kill listened to his wife last night. Got right back out there on the field after he got that text message from her at halftime. And he gutted it out. What do we have as far as the NFL goes? Besides confusion? Reason to stay tuned. I am not going to sit here and try and predict how this all ends today. It's too muddy. It's too unpredictable. It's wild. What's going on in the NFL? They show the the standings and all it is is a traffic jam right now but it'll make for some good football watching over the next four weeks or so speaking of good football watching that end of the army navy game with a goal line stand what a tradition what a game First time it had been played in the New England area in the history of the game. Packed house, cold, rainy day, classic Army-Navy with another memorable finish. Gotta love it. Gotta love the pageantry. Gotta love the tradition of that game. The... Headline that stole the weekend. Shohei Otani. We've been talking for a few weeks now that so much of the rest of baseball free agency depends on where Shohei Otani signs. Well, we have answers. He's not going anywhere. He's staying in the city of Los Angeles. He's just switching to the team in Los Angeles that does more winning. He has swapped addresses from the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim to the Los Angeles Dodgers. 
of Chavez Ravine, California. For a price tag of $700 million. (laughs) This was a startling number. Saturday afternoon, I was taking a few minutes, sitting. I get a text from my brother. Very simple text. 700 million exclamation point. Text him back. Otani question mark. Wow. I was trying to put a word around that number. What it means for baseball, what it means for the Dodgers, what it means for Otani. Jeff Passan from ESPN, I think, used one of the words that came to my mind. And since he wrote the article, I'm going to say, give him, I flabbergasted. It is a flabbergasting number. What does a, a player have to do to live up to that kind of contract? Yesterday, Stephen A. and Shannon Sharp over on ESPN made a, a compelling argument that the economic impact of Otani, his draw for the Japanese fans to come to California and watch him, what that will do to the fan base for Japanese Americans who love Shohei Otani, getting them into the seats in Dodger Stadium where they will now be able to spend their money on very expensive Dodger dogs and helmets of ice cream. This was their argument. That's going to go a long way. When the next media deal for the Dodgers comes up, that $700 million contract will be honored inside some of those negotiations. His international appeal is on the level with a select handful of athletes across sport. So from all of that impact, he could live up to the contract as a businessman. I recognize that. Not to mention his draw for other talented players coming over from Japan and other talented free agents inside Major League Baseball. The Los Angeles Dodgers have now locked themselves in as a destination in Major League Baseball. They already were. Look at the city of Los Angeles and what they're celebrating even this weekend. In recent history, the Rams have won a a championship. The Lakers have a lot of championships. The Dodgers have been winning. Now, they only have one World Series to show for it. Get it? Show. Hey, Otani. They're looking for championships. And when they make the playoffs again, that extra revenue flows in. And there's going to be a lot to see. And when they go on the road, they're going to be a draw. 
So over the next 10 years, Otani, from an economic standpoint, probably does make a draw that mathematically, assuming he stays healthy, and I assume he's a legacy ambassador for the Dodgers now for the rest of his life, that probably gives them a a $700 million return, although I'm sure they're looking for more than that. But on the field, what does he have to do? What kind of expectations come with a $700 million deal? To me, a couple thoughts off the top of my head. I think Dodgers fans can reasonably ask for three World Series trophies in the next 10 years in order to justify that kind of money. I think in the same season in the next 10 years, Dodgers fans can hope to see Otani do something historic like win a Cy Young and lead Major League Baseball in home runs in the same year. One player striking out 200 batters and hitting 50 home runs in the same year. These are the kind of numbers. These are the kind of accolades. These are the kind of statistical benchmarks I believe are fair to put on Otani for that kind of contract. And what does that say about this guy? Right? That I would sit here and put those kinds of expectations. I, like I said, was startled by the size of the deal. And as I continue to think about it, I realize who else in baseball history has ever had things said about them like this? Do you think he could strike out 200 guys and hit 50 home runs in the same season? The answer is nobody. There has been nobody like him in baseball history. Over 100 years of baseball. And that's what teed this deal up. Is he going to live up to it? I don't know, but he's already done them a massive favor by deferring... $680 680 million of that 700 million dollars to 20 to between the years of 2034 and 2043. So the mass majority of this contract, he is not even being paid for another 11 years until the contract is over. Now, before you start going out there and thinking, well, how's Shohei Otani going to pay his bills if he's not receiving his contract money until 2034? Well, $20 million over the next 10 years is a solid wage. Plus, it's estimated he makes around $45 million in incentives not incentives, my apologies, in his endorsements, according to Alden Gonzalez of ESPN. And 
I also want to let you know that when the Los Angeles Dodgers go on a road trip, it is collectively bargained that players receive $117.50 per day to cover meals. Unless the club provides a meal, then they get $34.50 a day, according to Baseball America and the current collective bargaining agreement that governs Major League Baseball players. So, Mr. Otani has deferred a significant portion of his contract to his post-playing career to give the Los Angeles Dodgers flexibility to build a winner around him, which is creative. It is said it was his idea and also a groundbreaking idea in his contract negotiation. He wants to win. But on top of that $117.50 per day he gets while he goes on the road to make sure he's got some meals, he should be able to manage to live off his $45 million in endorsements. So don't feel bad for him. He's got options. This did beg the question. When a man is making $45 million a year, What does he do with that $117.50 when he goes out for a meal on the road? Do you think he swipes his credit card so he gets the points and pockets the cash? I remember a long time ago back in the day when Barry Bonds played, he would take all the cash he got from his per diems I remember reading this in a Sports Illustrated story. He would take all the cash from his per diems. He would put them in envelopes by road trip, put them in a shoebox under his bed, and when his kids got good grades, they got to pick a shoebox. I'm not aware of Otani having any children, but if he does desire to get married one day and maybe have some kids, if he would start saving his per diem money now... His kids could have quite an exciting time reaching their money into that shoebox and grabbing an envelope full of money. There's a suggestion for Shohei. If he struggles to know what he's going to do with his $117.50 per day of per diem, I think he swipes his credit card to get the to get the points or the cash back when he's on the road. He seems like a savvy dude uh, in a number of ways. certainly his ability to play baseball coming off two Tommy John surgeries in the last five years quite a I mean there's some risk there for the Dodgers but his offensive ability is amazing he's hitting behind probably Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman in front of Will Smith Dodgers should be able to put up some runs I'll tell you somebody else who was excited about the Shohei Otani deal. The California Tax Office. Yeah, he signed a $700 million package. But by the time California gets done with him, it'll probably fall right in line with around what Aaron Judge brings home. I'm not a tax professional. I don't know for sure. But I do know that California will take their share. Moving into the NBA, 
I had the opportunity to sit and watch front to back the NBA Cup championship from the in-season tournament. Anthony Davis showed up in this game. 41 points, 20 rebounds, 4 blocks, a dominating performance on the way to a championship. LeBron James looked athletic. He looked like the fastest player on the court. Him and Tyrese Halliburton looked like the fastest players on the court. And I believe they're separated by 14 years. The Lakers lift the inaugural NBA Cup Championship. And something that I think Adam Silver achieved was unlocking the competitive spirit of NBA players before Christmas. This has long plagued the NBA. Getting players to engage to their fullest potential before the NBA playoffs, before Christmas. Sometimes you watch the NBA and it looks like people are going through the motions. Incredibly sloppy. But these NBA in-season tournament games have been competitive. The knockout rounds were very competitive. And the NBA player is a sight to behold when they are engaged and committed. And Adam Silver successfully created something that unlocked that competitive spirit well before the NBA playoffs. And I think it was excellent. The sponsors are going to come for this. I think next year the players will be excited about it. Of course, having the Lakers win the first, the NBA probably couldn't have asked for more. And seeing LeBron James treat it with such respect will set the table for other NBA players to treat that accomplishment with respect. And everybody seemed to be excited about the prize money. And I imagine that pool is also going to grow. The look of the NBA Cup was winsome. Them receiving the medals for winning it was pretty cool. And the whole idea fills the arena with excitement. I liked it. And seeing Anthony Davis put that performance on was worth staying up for for the sports fan. And seeing the Pacers on the other side The Pacers, to get to the championship, beat the Sixers, the Bucks, and the Celtics. What experience they gained. They played the most difficult teams in the Eastern Conference to represent in the NBA Cup. It was cool. It was fun to watch. God willing, I look forward to seeing next year's NBA Cup. I was so excited for this podcast this morning. Coming off this weekend, I very seriously considered doing a special edition yesterday. 
I see all the stuff that there was to talk about. I see I have 30 minutes. Doesn't seem like enough. But do you know what was even more exciting for me? The theme of this podcast show today, I decided to call it Surpassing Greatness. Because this weekend, there were a number of opportunities to see the world elevate people and their accomplishments as great. We saw people celebrating championships in the MLS Cup. We saw people playing for prestige and honor in the Army-Navy game. We saw somebody sign a historic contract nearly two times the size of any contract signed before in team sports. We saw talent on display, unique talent with Anthony Davis. We saw the Lakers lift this new trophy. They're going to hang a new banner in Los Angeles. All of this human-made honor and glory was passed out this weekend. And it got me to thinking... About two verses in the Bible. Philippians 3, 7, and 8. These verses are written by a man named Paul. Who, before he met Jesus, was at the highest levels of career accomplishment. And he actually was persecuting and killing Christians as part of his role, as part of his job. But he was very respected in his community. He meets Jesus on the road to Damascus and Jesus changes his life and he gives up all of the career accolades, all of the prestige of the things that he had earned. And he writes this in his letter to the church of Philippi. But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ. This is what life is about. I enjoyed this weekend so much from a sports perspective. I could talk for hours today about all of these headlines. The astonishing contract for Otani, $700 million. The coolness of getting to lift a trophy in the world of sports accomplishment and to see it happen and I'm sure to win those goods is exciting. I'm sure the young men playing in the Army-Navy game have a memory that they'll carry with them for the rest of their lives. 
the Columbus crew having won the MLS Cup. A lot to celebrate. But all of it pales in comparison to Jesus Christ. He stands ready to save today. If you hear this and you have not known Jesus Christ, have not seen that there is forgiveness for sin. The Bible says that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Men with $700 million contracts, men worth a billion dollars who have won everything you could win in the NBA. Men who just won a championship. If they do not recognize that they need a savior, they have nothing. Paul, who experienced some of the most magnificent things that he could accomplish in his life, came to know Christ and said all of it was rubbish. The NBA Cup, the $700 million deal is rubbish compared to knowing Christ Jesus. The opportunity to sit here and talk with all of you about sports is rubbish in comparison to knowing Christ Jesus as Savior. He's bringing a new kingdom with him. And when we repent of sin and cry out to the Lord, Jesus stands ready to save. And we inherit everything that is Jesus is. Everything that Jesus owns, everything that Jesus is in charge of, we inherit when we repent of our sin and call upon the name of the Lord and he becomes our savior. If you know Christ today, You are richer than a man with a $700 million contract. Do you realize that? Let that stir hope. There's a kingdom coming towards us that can't be shaken. Let that stir hope. We saw greatness on athletic fields this weekend, but it is nothing compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Jesus Christ. I'm grateful for you listening today. Go make plays. Have an impact. A God-honoring impact on your families, on your communities, at your jobs. Tell your children, your wife, your husband, somebody who's impacted your life that you love them. Be courageous with the good news of Jesus. I look forward to talking with you Friday. We are not just fans. Have a great week.